It's time to have lunch and talk sports. The Jeff Dantzler Show on the Superstations. Hello there. Happy Valentine's Day from Athens, GA, America's greatest college town. Where it is lunchtime here in Athens. Just had some yummy leftovers, a little bit more dessert than usual. Some good blonde brownies that one of my friend's lovely wives made for us. Delicious. We are live in my studio slash office slash museum with a lot of great Georgia Bulldogs and sports memorabilia, including a signed Masters flag from Jack Nicklaus, a signed birthday autograph from Tom Watson, and a signed British Open flag, number 18 indeed, for Brian Harmon, a Georgia Bulldog. We are going to talk about the things we love today and hear nothing but the best in love songs on a Valentine's Day, wonderful Wednesday here on the Superstation. So let's kick it off. Hello and make it Montezuma, Warner Robbins. That's where the love master Chris Rogers is from. He'll be spinning all the greatest hits from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today down in Perry and Fort Valley into Pinehurst, Rochelle, Waycross, home of the great Bill Shanks. He'll be talking about the things he hates later today from 3 to 7. Down in Blackshear, Eastman, Cochran, Hawkinsville, Tifton, Ashburn, Cordell, and Unadilla, and all our friends on the coast in Savannah, out to Tybee Light, and Wilmington Island. Love that area in between Tybee and Savannah, down through the marsh. Brunswick, Georgia, hello. If you're listening in at Marshside, hello. St. Simons, where we had our reception. Jekyll Island, where we got married. And Sea Island, where I've been asked to turn around before. The beautiful Golden Isles to the 912, the 478, and the 229 from the 706, along with Chris Rogers, our superb producer, has put together quite a list today. I'm Jeff Dansler. If you'd like to join us today, talking all things love and hate, after all, they are two sides of the same coin. Shoot us a tweet. Give us a call, 478 646 3776. That's 478 646 ESPN. Shoot me a tweet at Jeff Dansler TV. And let us know where you're listening from. We've had listeners from Georgia, Florida, the Carolinas, Tennessee, Dallas, Texas, New Orleans, out west, Arizona, California, Pacific Northwest, Chicago, PA, New York City, Boston, Vermont, Virginia, Maryland, D.C. This show, the Bill Shank Show, all of our interviews, simply go to thesuperstations.com. It's easy to download and stream. And as I emphasize always, being a common idiot with technology, if I can do it so can you all right big hello gotta say hey to the family as always going out to my mom my dad my stepmom my uncle joe my mom in statesboro the dad and stepmom hanging out in hilton head and my uncle joe in savannah i know the great larry edwards larry legend and chardonnay sharon there's nothing sharon loves more than sports talk radio listen alongside ollie and milo down on the shores of lake sinclair we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, before we get into the fun of Valentine's Day, uh, there is some Georgia football news here today. The Valentine's Day news dump, I guess you could say. Uh, Georgia football coach Kirby Smart. I love the smarts. They have released a statement regarding changes to the Georgia football coaching staff. Scott Cochran and Daryl Dickey have resigned their positions. Uh, Cochran had came over from Alabama and had worked with the special teams. 
since arriving in Athens back in 2020. Dickey worked with the offense, and he had previously been, amongst other stops, on the offensive staff at Texas A&M. Here's Kirby's statement. I want to thank Scott and Daryl for their contributions to Georgia football. We wish them all the best moving forward. So let's see. Uh, Kirby also announced that Kurt Benedict will be promoted to the role of special teams coordinator. He is expected to remain in an off-field role. He had been on the staff the previous two years after previously working at Duke. So just some staff shuffling going on for Coach King, Kirby Smart. And uh, that's the news there on the football front. And we talk about things you love. Obviously love my family and Albus and Hermie, a huge part of the family. And I love my country, I love my state, and I love the Georgia Bulldogs. And I love this era that we're on right now, this era that we're in of college football uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs winning the back-to-back national championships and going 13-1. and I don't love the direction of college football right now with playoff expansion, conference expansion. I wish there could be some return to normalcy. But where Georgia's sitting right now to be in the midst of the golden days it is mighty, mighty special. I was pretty spoiled when I was growing up. I was 8, 9, 10, and 11 from 80 to 83, and that's when you kind of think, well, this is the way things are. It's the way things are always going to be, and then you learn that it is not. I had a friend of mine tell me once, because I was not at the Pitt Sugar Bowl. I was at the Penn State Sugar Bowl, leaving there in tears. I was in tears when Marino threw the touchdown to John Brown, and friend of mine had told me he was at that game and was in tears. His dad just looked at him and said, well, life ain't fair, son. Yeah, but those those glory days of the early 80s were so special. And I do think that we all like to romanticize about the way things were, and especially if you're a diehard sports fan, about the way sports were when you were young. And that's natural, I think, because you were introduced to it. And I know for me, you, you could always set your clock. You always have been able to college football season. Now, I liked it better when it was done on New Year's Day. And I, I think sometimes less is more. And having that regular season just mean everything was the greatest. And it, it wasn't always, uh, I don't know, sometimes I think it was the best way to figure out who the champ was. Maybe it wasn't always. But in the end, it, it meant the regular season meant almost everything. And I love the PGA Tour. I liked life before live. I love being able to set your clock to that football season in the West Coast swing. And I think baseball's got too many teams in the playoffs. I guess we all like the way sports were when we were growing up, for the most part. Because at the time, that's all you knew. You don't know any different. I know there have been some changes. It's It's – Great, having basically every game on TV now. I do wish, here's the old man yells at Cloud, that games would start earlier. And, hey, it'd be nice, like today at the NBA and NHL, if they had a game go off at 4 o'clock today. But in the end, I love sports and what it does and how it is the great unifier, and it brings people together. And my friend Bill Lampton told me once, he said, yeah, I heard somebody say when you're high-fiving after a touchdown at Sanford Stadium, you don't ask the person you're high-fiving who they voted for and what their political affiliation is. And I will say, too, going along those lines, that 
no matter how you lean politically, for the most part, most sane folks out there, if you put 20 issues out there, we're probably in agreement on about 16 of them. So it would be nice if we could start with, all right, let's agree on A, B, C, D, and E, and then we can try and find a common way to find some common ground for these other issues. But let's start with what brings us together. And sports is that great unifier. And I can just tell you, you know, I think back my, my college days, some of the greatest times of my life, and you see your friends all the time. And then, of course, everybody, work gets in the way and jobs and families and kids and everything. But sports, and I know for me in my life, particularly Georgia football, but Georgia sports, it keeps you tied together. And people always come back on those fall Saturdays. So even though the, the direction of college football right now, and, and hopefully we're going to start to return to some normalcy here in the near future, but even though the direction is not by any means what we grew up with, those fall Saturdays and when the Georgia Bulldogs or whoever your team is, whenever you kick it off, coming back to campus, it is very, very, very special. There's just nothing like it. And I am so thankful and absolutely love the Coach King Kirby Smart era of Georgia football with back-to-back national championships. And over the last six years, I guess seven now, because you got the COVID year in there, but since 2017, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, Georgia's 26-2 and against Florida, Auburn, Tech, and Tennessee. And that's 6-0 and against Tech. Throwing there. We didn't play in the COVID year. Pretty good stuff. All right, let's uh, go to the phones for just a second as we talk love. And the phone lines are open at 478-646-3776. Donnie joins us from down in Savannah, I would guess listening in on 104.3. Donnie, thank you so much for holding with us, and welcome to a very special Valentine's Day edition of Lunchtime in Athens. That is correct, sir. Happy Valentine's Day. I am calling you from lovely Johnson Square nice. in downtown Savannah. Yeah, yeah, our city's first square, our magnificent city's first square. Hey, real quick, Donnie, there's a great – is it is it Poor Charlie's or Sorry Charlie's, a little joint down on the corner? Great seafood. That's amazing you asked that. It's actually Sorry Charlie's. I'm wearing a long sleeve T-shirt right now from Sorry Charlie's under my, uh, under my hoodie today. So it's amazing well, you said well, thank you, because I'd had a, my buddy John DeLoach and the Savannah Bulldog Club had me down, and Emily and I went down uh, for a speaking engagement this summer, and we had a great lunchtime there, and that's, uh, yeah, that was a good joint to hang out in, in, in the SAV. So tell me what you got today, Donnie. Great to hear from you. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to wish a happy Valentine's Day to all my uh, Big Ten buddies who moved down south and married a solid, solid SEC <laughs> lady. Awesome. Hope you guys are having a good day. Give her some wine, give her some roses, and uh, take her to Savannah for a nice nighttime walk. That sounds great, Donnie. Who's your Big Ten team, by the way? Buckeyes, baby. Okay. Hey, you got to admit, the the winter's down here a little bit nicer than in Columbus. I saw Columbus got covered up with snow a couple days ago. Yeah, they did. It was actually – it hasn't snowed much up there this year. But, um, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll take the summers down here any day of the week. I'll throw one more at you, Donnie. I'm going to give you some love to Ohio State um, because I, I think if you went through it around the turn of the century, I did this exercise and said, all right, 
what school I was going off of alumni would have the best one-two punch. And, of course, the California schools are mighty strong. But I'll still say Ohio State with Jack Nicklaus and Jesse Owens, that's pretty hard to beat. It really is. Uh, we love Jesse Owens. Um, he is revered. And, um, yeah, man, uh, Jack and Jesse, that's, that's the way to go. Um, you don't even have to talk about football. You got Jack and Jesse, you got enough. <laughs> Well, Dottie, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the call, and uh, enjoy your day, and roll on down to Sorry Charlie's and have some oysters and a cold one for me. Uh, phone numbers, if you'd like to join us, 478-646-3776. That's 478-646-ESPN. It is now time. I don't know if this is going to be cheesy. I don't know if it's going to be bad. I don't know if it's going to be great. Chris is standing by. His finger is on the trigger, ready to fire our first great love song of the day. Chris, tee it high and let it fly. Love me two times, baby. Love me twice today. Well done. Love me two times, girl. I'm gone away Love me two times, girl One for tomorrow One just for today Love me two times I'm gone away Well done, Chris. Good start there. Love me two times by the doors. Hey, did you notice this, uh, Chris? You're a music guy as well. The intro to that, it's it's a similar... Uh, the people who... I love music. I don't know anything about the technical end of it, like the notes and bass lines and that. The intro, is that very similar to, to Truckin' by the Grateful Dead? The intro to Love Me Two Times. Larry, hmm. you listening? You would know that. All right. Good stuff. All right, let's keep it going. We'll uh, run into a timeout. We'll come back talking more about love. Most romantic, best love story out there ever. One of the greatest movies ever made, Casablanca. No doubt about it. And nobody, as a mighty Munson would say, sings the romance like the chairman of the board himself. And one for my baby, the greatest alcoholic torch masterpiece of all time. My name is Jeff Dantzler. It is lunchtime in Athens. Chris Rogers is running the show with the best in love songs from all the decades. Right here on your home of the Georgia Bulldogs, Diamond Dogs open up on Friday. Dave Johnson, I can't wait to get it going. Thanks for listening on a Wednesday, Valentine's Day extravaganza here on the Superstations. Now, back to the Jeff Dantzler Show on the Superstation. Whenever I chance to meet some old friends on the street, they wonder how does a man get to be this way? Got a smiling face Anytime in any place And every time they ask me why I just smile and say You've got to kiss an angel good morning uh, Brilliant you stuff you think about her when you're, gone. you're getting into yet another level When you start doing country love songs <laughs> Because there's usually drinking involved. Yeah. She's probably left, and you're hoping to get her back. 
And she probably took the dog as well. Oh, absolutely. The great Charlie Pride singing there. What's the old uh, the old famous country song? My wife left me with my best friend, and I sure do miss him. But, man, uh, you got, I mean, for me, going back to 90s country, which I really like, Neon Moon by the great Brooks and Dunn, the duo, The Chair by George Strait. Of course, if it's got the name of a town in Texas, it's probably going to be pretty good. El Paso, you don't have enough gunfighter ballads anymore. Galveston's a very good one. He's going off to war and thinking about the shores of Galveston. That's a great one. Uh, some other things I love about sports out there. You talk about your childhood there. The voices of Larry Munson, Keith Jackson, Vin Scully, Marv Albert, Al Michaels, and the Braves trio. Skip Carey, Pete Van Weeren, and Ernie Johnson. I just think about some great summer times down in Statesboro, Georgia. And Braves West Coast baseball was the best. You usually find a game somewhere else. Hey, sometimes you get the Cubs on WGN in the afternoon, you know, pop up while I'm on the tennis courts or swimming, catch some of the game. We had WOR for the Mets. And then it's always hated it if the Braves, Mets, or Cubs are playing each other because that limited the number of games you're getting. But, yeah, when the Braves were on the West Coast, which was often, because back then they were in the NL West. So with the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers, there were six teams per division. Back then you played 18 interdivision games. So that was nine on the road against the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres, and nine at home. So 27 on the road, Giants, Dodgers, Padres, a lot of those started at night. It's a good chunk of the summer. You go swimming. I'd play tennis all day if you had a little league game. By the way, there's nothing worse as a kid to get your little league game rained out. Man, it'd be raining in the morning. You'd say, please break. Please break. Man, you'd get that call. Yeah, the game's got canceled. Oh, we going to make it up? Not looking good. That was just brutal. Guy, if you'd ever get on base, just that feeling of, Getting those cleats on the bag there in Little League. I love playing Little League baseball. Yeah, the Braves on the West Coast and those magical voices. There is, uh, for me, one of the great things about golf, I love Tom Watson, Arnold Palmer, and Jack Nicklaus. And, of course, Watson and Nicklaus, and Nicklaus and Palmer in particular, went head-to-head all the time. That's where golf is so great that you can love them all. And they were all, of course, competitive, wanted to beat each other and, and win more than anything. But tremendous respect and, and friendships off the course. There was the, the Masters, which I love. It's my favorite sporting event in the world. I think for a lot of people growing up in Georgia, you would share that with me. And for me, it's Georgia football and the Masters has been the, the end-all, be-all. But the Masters, they are – so incredible in what they do. And again, with Watson being my favorite player ever, they did a, a tremendous just little two-and-a-half-minute piece on, on him remembering his golden days at Augusta and his two victories. And it's it's Vin Scully making the call on his putt that put him ahead for good to outrace the Golden Bear in 1977. Really, really good. I love nostalgia. 
the Masters gets nostalgia better than anybody. The British Open's really, really close. I love great sports documentaries as well. Again, what the Masters does is terrific. The golf channels, the MLB network, the NFL networks of football life. I know ESPN, those 30 for 30s, set the bar really high. And the other networks have done a really good job with it. I tell you, the football life on Joe Namath. It's from Beaver Falls, you know. Football life on Joe Namath is really, 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 really good. And it, it was absolutely exceptional. The MLB Network did one on the swing and age from the early 70s. And, of course, their bat boy was a young MC Hammer who was a spy for Charlie Finley. He was telling the owner what the players were saying. And it's just – I love those. But what the Golf Channel does, the pe- the three-part pieces they did on Jack and Arnie are just magnificent. And, and I especially love the ones that go back – to, to the early days. And for, for Nicholas, when he, he rose to fame in the 60s, and for Palmer, the lead-up to his great run in the 60s. The piece that the Golf Channel did as well on St. Andrews is absolutely spectacular. It is two hours strong. Really, really good stuff. So I love great sports documentaries. When you want to talk about, my man Andy Landers said it, you want to talk about a a, a documentary that could have gone hours and hours, the one on Muhammad Ali was great. <laughs> and the one on Ric Flair could have gone a long time as well. Uh, for me, I was so blessed. I, I got to grow up around a lot of my heroes and meet them all. Uh, I got to play tennis with Eric Russell. I loved Eric Russell. And Dan McGill, Larry Munson. Vince Dooley, you know, for me to be around those men and what they meant to so many people, very, very special, very, very lucky. And we've got so many great coaches and great people through the years at the University of Georgia. I know the great Claude Felton going into the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. Went to high school with my parents. It was a good early connection there. The players I loved growing up, outside of Georgia, I loved all my Georgia guys from the early 80s will always hold a special place in my heart. Always. I'm actually on a text thread with five of the 1980 seniors. I'm just honored to be on the thread. It's it's pretty cool. But, yeah, to get to do a show with Kevin Butler, who is one of my heroes, I love Kevin Butler. Very, very lucky. Uh, so my players growing up, I love Mean Joe Green because of the Coke commercial. And I asked my dad, commercial, who's that guy play for? Pittsburgh says, all right, it's going to be my team. Elway was my quarterback. Reggie Jackson was my favorite baseball player. I love Willie Stargell, Dave Winfield, but Reggie was my guy. Favorite basketball player. Again, talking to Don George here. Dr. J, Julius Irving. Man, when the Sixers won that 83 title, that was great because the Doc needed an NBA title. Come close so many times before. Watson was my golfer, and, of course, Johnny Mack was my tennis player, the left-hander. Now, he didn't always behave greatly. He got booted out of the Australian Open once for cussing. He was going against the great Michael Pernfors from Georgia. And Johnny Mack said, hey, what are you kicking me out for? Pernfors over there cussing, too. He's just doing it in Swedish. You can't understand him. And Michael told me, well, yeah, that was true. Fantastic stuff. Uh, let's get to some tweets out there. 
Tell me what you love. Again, I love it. My man Shanks going to tell you stuff he hates later. Somewhere in Time was a good love story. That, is that the one with Christopher Reeve? I, I got to look that up real quick. Because if so, that is a very good kind of obscure movie. Let me see. I think it is. Yes, it is. Great pull. It also looks like Sid Fields is in it. Sid Fields, of course, from Seinfeld fame, who was uh, sleeping on Steve Martin's shoulder in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It was also in a Perry Mason episode I saw the other day, and apparently it was somewhere in time. Man, what a what a great pull that is. Yeah, with Christopher Reeve, Superman himself. Let me see if I can find what – I can never remember what Sid Field's real name is. But I love Seinfeld as well, of course. George Went is in that. His name's Bill Irwin, Sid Fields. So George Went, that's Norm Peterson from Cheers. What a cast. The love interest, the lovely Jane Seymour, Solitaire. So you got some 007 thrown in there. And I love that. I love the Connery 007s, the best. And the best Roger Moore, The Spy Who Loved Me, is one of my favorites. Love great mob movies. Godfather, Godfather 2. Goodfellas. Had a nice reference to that earlier today. Casino. The Untouchables. Uh, love Star Wars, the original three especially. By the way, of all the, the newer ones, no doubt, no doubt, the very best one. And any time that there's any homage paid to the original three, it's better. The the very best one is Rogue One of the ones made since the original three. And, and Empire, of course, is the best one. I uh, love the Indiana Jones. And then the, the, the golden era of comedies with, with Caddyshack, Animal House, Vacation, Christmas Vacation, Ghostbusters, Fletch. Basically movies with Bill Murray. Chevy Chase, pretty strong. Major League is great. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We can do a show about sports movies. Kind of fell into that back at my old 960 The Ref days once, and it wound up being, I mean, I'm telling you, the phone lines were jammed all day. Speaking of, if you'd like to join us here today on our Valentine's Day extravaganza, 478-646-3770. Seventy-six. Yes, country love songs. That's a good one. Oh, there you go. Ken from Cumming. Going to pull in the sports movies we love. Hoosiers and the Natural are the two best. And and I love so I love Bull Durham. I, to me, Caddyshack's more of a comedy. Major League's more of a comedy. If you used to talk sports movies, I mean, Hoosiers. My two favorite lines from those movies, from Hoosiers, what's the matter with you guys? Jimmy Chitwood just looks up. I'll make it. Change the play, Normandale. That's trusting your players. And the musical score is so spectacular. And then, of course, who doesn't fantasize about doing what Roy Hobbs did in the movie, not the book, because, to spoiler alert here, Mighty Casey struck out in the book, but thank God in the, the movie. It's a home run at the same time the lightning strikes. and the Oh, my gosh. That scene is absolutely epic. Absolutely epic. I did the natural for a book report. I figured it out by the time I'd got to high school that I would just do book reports on movies I had seen. 
And so our visual aid was supposed to be no more than two or three minutes. It was the last scene from The Natural, which lasted 14 minutes, but everybody loved it. My teacher loved it. And I just wrapped up saying, oh, yeah, by the way, in the book, he strikes out. The movie was much better. But, yeah, those two. So, anyway, my favorite line from Hoosiers that I just love here on Valentine's Day, just love, I'll make it. And then in The Natural, I should have been a farmer. And then at the end, here comes Roy Hobbs. My dad wanted me to be a baseball player. And Wilford Brimley simply says, suit up. I'll make it and suit up. If you know those movies, you know what I'm talking about. What's that What's that saying? I-Y-K-Y-K. If you know, you know. Ah, here we go. Thank you, RDU, dog. February 14, 1986, the outfield released Your Love as the second single from their debut album, Play Deep. Making me think of the great Gordon Beckham. One of the most famous walk-up songs ever. And, of course, when it comes to Foley Field, I think it's the walk-up song of all time. Probably for the big leagues, I think Mariano Rivera's Enter Sandman. And, I mean, Chipper Jones, that's uh I'd say that's pretty darn recognizable. Chipper walking up. All right, so we go from heavy metal. Chris, he's got his finger on the trigger again. Chris, what is our next wonderful love song that you have for us today? This one is by request from j Red. Oh, my God. Debbie Gibson. Ooh, this is rough. This is rough. I got to feel Jay Rad was, oh boy, from Crazy Train to Lost in Your Eyes. The Jay Rad couple skate to this. Oh boy, this is Ice Picks through the years. Well, you know, we kind of had to play it because he said if he didn't hear it, he would be leaving the Superstation forever. <laughs> we got to have Jay Rad. Yeah, so we, we got to have Jay Rad here. Somebody might have just flipped over to us. They'd be wondering what the hell. What in the world has happened to my sports station? Like Mr. Ray driving around St. Simons. Flips it on. Next thing you know, Debbie Gibson. All right, that's enough. Oof. Need to take a 20 after that one. Man. All right, J-Rad, you asked, you received. Good stuff there. It's so bad that it's good. That's just, that's just really good. There are some songs that are so bad you have to keep listening. There's some movies like that. The worst movie I've ever seen is The Postman. It is beyond god-awful. But I sat there one night up till about 1 o'clock in the morning, back in my 20s, just seeing if it could keep getting worse. And it did. It really did.
Bill is going to go into a deeper dive of, of things he hates. So for me, let's just say things we don't love here on Valentine's Day. I'll, I'll pull a little Ned Flanders. Let's just say the father of the boy who doesn't win. I don't want to be called a loser. Yeah, I know hate's a strong word, but, man, I hate Georgia's rivals. And so for me growing up in college, it's a lot more about the coach and the player. I didn't, like, hate Tim Tebow, but I hated Pat Dye, Bill Curry, and Danny Ford. And, my God, the things Nick Saban took from us had only, in a case of sliding doors, had only he not listened to the doctors, had the Dolphins taken Drew Brees instead of Dante Culpepper. Who knows how history may have been different. But we've got Coach King Kirby Smart. He's at home. The dogs are on top of the college football world. But, man, I hate a die Ford and Curry. And die and Ford just, with their cheating, took a lot of great defensive linemen and offensive linemen and linebackers, cost us a few more SEC championships there in the second half of the 80s. Always be bitter about that. So for the pro athlete, the guy I didn't really like was Wade Boggs. I'm a Yankees fan. And Don Mattingly, I always thought, was a better hitter. Wade Boggs, I was punching Judy, slapping one out there, slapping one out there. And then there he is. He comes to the Yankees, and he's part of that 96 World Series team. And I'm just sitting there thinking, hey, I used to hate this guy and cheer against him. Now he's riding a horse around Yankee Stadium in a victory lap. That gets back to the Seinfeld. Where really, you get to the pros, you're just rooting for laundry. It's not healthy. You're not rooting for the guys. You're rooting for for your laundry. Name on the front of the jersey. That's where college football is always so great. College athletics. You played in high school where you grew up. In the pros, you play where you get drafted. In college, you pick where you went. Like, these guys pick my school. That's where we want to go. And now the portal. Eh. A slap shot is indeed a, a very good sports movie. As we go to the phones, thank you, Jay Rad, Gary Wise, best love story movie and song against all odds. That's a great song. The movie's pretty good. I was gonna go as time goes by in Casablanca, but that's a good one though, Gary. Against all odds, I wish you could just was. I wish you could just make you walk away, turn around and see me cry. However that goes. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We have Perry with us in Macon. Hey, Perry, good afternoon. Happy Valentine's Day to you. I choo-choo-choo-choose you to be our next caller here on the Superstations. Perry, you there? Uh-oh. Chris, I think we lost Perry. Perry, give us a buzz back. 478-646-3776. Anybody else get the... Ralphie Wiggum analogy there. The great Simpsons Valentine's episode. Poor Ralphie didn't have any Valentines. Then the kind-hearted Lisa Simpson drops in the I choo 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 choose you. And it has a train on it. Great stuff. Uh, we got time for another love song, Chris. I know you're an octopus doing about 14 things over there. You got time to pull the trigger on one? I think we As can we do that. Feel Is it Lionel Richie? Two hearts. Yep. 
Is that a Phil Collins solo or Genesis? It's Phil Collins solo. Okay. Taking me back to the 80s. The decade of excess. Man. Good stuff today, Chris. There have been requests for monster ballads. Every Rose has some very popular one. I just want to know if Chris is going to have the flame from Cheap Trick awaiting as we head to our final segment. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone. Sorry, Phil. We got Perry back with us. Perry, you have bumped Phil Collins. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. What you got, Perry? Um, The Natural is also my, one of my favorite baseball movies, and uh, the Titans. I always like remember the Titans. That's uh, good. Football. We are the Titans, uh, the mighty mighty Titans. Do you remember uh, Steve Sable? Of course. Do stuff for the NFL. Loved NFL films. I grew up on NFL films. Learned a lot about the game watching NFL films. I used to love those. It was. Uh, uh, was his dad named Ed? Yes, sir. And, and my favorite is Super Bowl Four with Hank Stram, 65 Toss Power Trap. Yeah, yeah, that was several. That, that was hilarious. They interviewed, I remember Art Donovan. Oh, he was the best. He was, he was hilarious. He was but, the uh, best. One of the things that I missed, I only remember do, uh, them doing it one year. They followed the Braves. Uh, they had a documentary sort of like, and it was following the Braves through the whole season. Mm-hmm. And it was back in the 80s when uh, I think Glenn, Glenn Hubbard, I'm sure, was playing. Okay. But uh, I wish they'd do more of that. That was that was very – it was entertaining and, and fun to watch. Yeah, great sports documentaries are hard to beat. And thanks for the call, Perry. I really appreciate it. And the other thing NFL Films did – you know, I guess with the tip of the cap to Stanley Kubrick, who was really a master at combining the music with the video or the film. NFL Films was really good with the music. We can all hear the music. Autumn is a pirate. And we can all hear the various songs. Dun, 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 dun. I don't think there are any love songs in there. But yeah, Art Donovan. Oh, my gosh, just the best of. And he was great on the late night segments as well. I love Art Donovan. All right, let's uh, run into a timeout. I also love French fries, green beans, mac and cheese, fried shrimp, and peaches. All right. I love Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and Sinatra, George Strait. Let's run into a timeout. Chris Rogers doing a great job back at Mission Control. Spinning the hits of the 80s, 90s, and today on the Superstations. Now, back to the Jeff Dantzler Show on the Superstations. Oh, yeah. Get your lighters out. I love Cheap Trick. I love this song. I'm going to now shut up and turn up the volume. Another night slowly closes in And I feel so lonely Touching heat, freezing on my skin I pretend you still hold me 
Man. Just need to my hair grow it back out. Hold up the lighter. The monster ballads, they were a thing. This was the best one. Here comes the big chorus. Remember after the fire, after all the rain, I will be the flame. I will be the flame. See, and I like how he said after the rain and not after the pain, which would have been easy to do, but with the flame and the rain. And as we've made reference before to the flame, a famous night spot, Statesboro, Georgia, back in the day, back in the 1980s. Thank you very much, Chris. I am motivated today to hearing the flame and really had that return turned up very, very loud. Great stuff. I hope everyone is enjoying our Valentine's Day extravaganza wherever you may be listening in from by the way i've got three buddies who have birthdays today including mark sloniker is a great basketball player and assistant coach at georgia was a longtime head coach and a great job at mercer and uh Slon back here in athens and uh yeah you got the valentine's baby my buddies archie lowe and john parker valentine's day babies you gotta love that let's get a couple more tweets out there uh, J-Rad, hairband ballad, warrant, heaven. I know that one. Andy Stowe, thank you. He loves Kirby, Stetson, Chipper, Smoltzy, Mad Dog Maddox. Hates Urban Meyer, Nick Fairley, and Nick Castellanos. Sounds good, Andy. Thank you, buddy. Uh, J-Rad and Roy's boy. <laughs> you may have kept J-Rad, but you lost thousands. I just hope that the second Debbie Gibson was playing, that Bill Shanks, these are his airwaves, he owns them, that Bill walked in the car and just flipped on the radio and all he heard was Debbie Gibson. Said, what has happened? Has Chris gone into a format change that I know absolutely nothing about? Love the Georgia Bulldogs. And is anybody else like this, too? Because when I walk around, I think about old plays. And during the season, I kind of go through week by week, and I'll, I think about that tech game every day, think about pulling out and the way plays would go. Or, gosh, when I was a kid running around in the yard. When you – and I don't know if anyone's like me when I'm on the – the elliptical or the exercise bike or whatever, and I've got the phone on. I'll, I'll go watch some old Georgia highlights as opposed to new highlights because we're always watching old games. But whenever you think of a play, visualize a play, even if it's after the great man retired, do you have months in doing the play-by-play -play in your head? I mean, I'll sit there and think about, let's say we're – we're beating Tech by 14. We're about to deliver that knockout blow, run a toss sweep for Branson Robinson. It's it's Munson calling the play. Always will be. When I think about Herschel Walker and Lindsey Scott and John Lastinger and Chris Welton and Terry Hogue, 
Kevin Butler, and all my Georgia heroes of old, Freddie Gilbert, Jimmy Payne, Meek Cleaver Weaver, Knox Culpepper, Tommy Thurston. It's Munson making that call. We're so lucky to have him. And also that in his prime, it was before most of the games were on television. He was the lone link because you only got about 7,500 tickets to the game. And only two, some years three, were on TV. So we have the Mighty Munson. Uh, we got time for one more love song, I think, Chris. Just give us about 30 seconds of, of sheer gold here. All right. Well, done a great job oh, today, by the way. Might need to turn up the fader there. Right. There you go. Your love. 1986. 38 years ago today. Now, Batty. Back to the Fantastic job, Chris. Thank you. And with Georgia baseball starting up on Friday, of course, I think of Gordo the Great. And for Georgia baseball fans, whenever you hear that, you'll always know the man was stepping to the plate. Oh, this has been a lot of fun here today. I got one more tweet. We might have time for a couple more. John Cross, when it comes to cheesy love songs, air supply. You had me at air supply. I believe they were from Australia. Air Supply, Lost in Love. Now, and again, if you're going hair band, the, the flame is obviously my pick. The most popular answer for a monster ballad would probably be Every Rose Has Its Thorn. And I know there have been lots of cries and calls for it. And who says that there's a law that you can't hear it on a later show here? But I've had a lot of fun here today talking about love. And Bill Shanks will talk about hate later in the show. He'll be like the emperor. Feel the hate flow through you. What a villain. Appreciate everybody being with us here today. Uh, Georgia baseball opening day on Friday. Both the men and women for the dogs are off midweek, back in action on the weekend. So I'll be doing baseball with Dave Johnston Friday and Saturday. And I'll be in Columbia, South Carolina for the Lady Dogs and the top-ranked Gamecocks on Sunday. And Dave will be solo for baseball on Sunday. It's my life. Love it. All right, everybody, thanks so much, Chris. Great, 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 great job today. It's been in the best hits of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. I'm Jeff Dantzler. Bill's going to be talking love and hate later today. See you tomorrow here on the Superstations.